Welcome to episode 86 of Inside Jogging Podcast. We're back again for another week and there's plenty to chat through as usual. Track is back and we've got news from the first Diamond League in Doha, as well as some Brits in action on the west coast of America. We'll recap our training weeks, um, well, those of us who've run that is, plus there's some listener questions and hopefully Shane can give us an update on any Strava grievances he has this week. But before all of that, in a week that saw the coronation of His Majesty King Charles to the throne and crowds of spectators fill the mall despite the rain, let me welcome to the show a man who doesn't want to be reminded of spectators lying in the streets of London in the rain. How's life this week, Joshua? <laughs> yeah, do you know what? It's funny. They, they put the stand up. I actually thought the stand for the coronation was for London Marathon. So we drove past it. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty, pretty good going, but... Um, yeah, I'm all right. I'm not too bad. The weather's been pretty shite. Not been doing much running, but I bought a new bike, which has been quite exciting. Not been on it yet, but has it come to you not fully working? Well, I mean, it is working, but basically, long story short, one of the the bolts is or the screws is threaded for the bottle cage. I don't really want to ride it. Because I basically I'm, they're going to replace the the frame, so they're going to send me another one. But um, I don't want to ride it and then get like arsy about it. So I haven't ridden it yet. Did you manage to watch any of the king's coronation? Um, I did watch it a little bit, but not very much. It, to be honest, I didn't realize it was on Saturday. I thought it was on Sunday. By the time I realized it, it actually happened. So uh, or most of it happened. I saw the the marching out, which was pretty impressive. Right, let's welcome our co-host this evening, who I was reminded of when I saw King Charles Mav. We can never be on time, as he waited outside Westminster Abbey. Shane, have you ever been on time for a race in your life? No. No, I'm not sure I have. I, you know, I had this discuss, exact discussion with a client earlier, and he agreed with me. He would rather be slightly late to a race than early. Talk us through why. Well... When you're like late-ish for a race, obviously not missing the start, although yes, we've done that a few times. When you're slightly late for a race, you just crack on, don't you? Park up, go get your number, go do your, your warm-up jog, sometimes there combined, go to the toilet, do your strides, bosh, out you go, race, done. No time to think. I'm definitely the opposite of that. Yeah, in I'm every just, way. It shows a lot about you, Shane, that does. Oh, you know. Just there's a little reflection on Josh's screen. I'm just scrolling for it's getting notifications by the minute on his WhatsApp. Busy, busy boy, isn't he? Right, training weeks wise, it's been a quiet week on the Inside Jogging Podcast front. Uh, well, should, should we start with mine? Because mine very keen. Let's go to Shane. Yeah, because mine's going to have the least running content. So, well, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, Shane. That's that's a bold statement. Well, okay. My point is, I haven't got much to talk about running wise. Whereas you're, you've still got things to talk about, Josh. So uh, we'll we'll start with mine, and I'm actually going to do it off Strava because <clears throat> I haven't updated my training diary. So last week I 
I'll tell you what, my Strava graph is very interesting. Anyway, I um obviously last week I was talking about my my shin injury and saying I was going to have to manage it. So this week that was the plan. I went out on Monday, did a run, and it was quite painful from the hour that I did on the Sunday before. So um, all in all, on Monday, um, I did 4.67 miles at 7.27 average pace uh, for 34 minutes. Uh, It was actually quite soft for 10 minutes. So Tuesday, I took the day off, did my loading exercises, uh, went out Wednesday, and I ran with the dog on Wednesday. So um, that was actually very funny because the where I ran was quite waterlogged and the dog uh <laughs> he he likes to run in waterlogged puddles but kind of avoids puddles on his walk weird anyway he went to dive in this puddle and it was, it was like a lake <laughs> completely submerged and it didn't mean to and it's it, it, it I had to stop and laugh but as a result it meant I got stranded between puddles as well which wasn't ideal but anyway that was okay. Um, did 3.38 miles at 7.04 pace. Nice and easy. But I just stopped again after about 20 minutes. My shin started to, the shin pain started to increase. So I was like, I'll stop it there. Um, went out the next day. And uh, yeah, I did. And I ran on the road. I did 4.32 miles at 6.56 pace. Um, 30 minutes exactly. I'll I tell you what, it was lovely that run. It was quite windy, but it was it was hot. It ended up getting quite warm. So uh, it is making me excited to go running. But I was like, I'll cap it at 30 minutes because I don't want to do too much and just sort of aggravate the shin. So did that and it felt okay. Then on the next day, which was in Friday, um, I went for another run. Now, a really positive run, actually, in with, with regards to sort of machine pain because it was the best it had been. Uh, I did 7.07 pace for 4.33 miles. Um, but then maybe after about 20 minutes, I got this sort of twinge in my knee. Um, and it was almost like my, my, knee tap was, my kneecap was sort of um, grating and clicking a little bit. It wasn't painful. It was just a bit like, oh, that's weird. By the evening, it was a bit, uh, a bit tender, a bit iffy. So I was like, okay, they might, they might have to have a day off tomorrow woke up the next morning it was quite stiff and sore to move around i was um run director at park run so i thought i'll see how it goes there if it warms up i'll go for run in the afternoon and it kind of just got a bit worse in the afternoon and then i had a look at it and there's quite a bit of swelling in my knee so i don't know what i've done um it's just swollen and i didn't run sunday either and i've not run today because it's no better but i think the I don't know why it's swollen, but I think the swelling is causing pain in and around my knee. So I thought I'll let that subside. The good news is my shin feels great because I've not run again for <laughs> so many days. But yeah, my, my body's really rebelling, I think, against being so static for quite a while. Um, you, you need to do, Shane, what, I, what I've been doing. I'll, I'll, when we get to my week, I'll tell you. All right. I'll, 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 I'll sort you out. I look forward to hearing that, but... Yeah, I probably do need a bit of Josh Lund management now with banging on some ibuprofen and um, just trying to trying to get in control of that. And I'll be honest, I need to now practice what I preach and get back in the gym and start start doing some movement 
because uh, basically I've, I've I've just done a lot of desk work over the past month or so, and I feel like that's why on my right leg, the opposite leg to my shin leg, I'm I'm getting these like really intermittent niggles. But it's what it is. We'll manage them, and when I eventually get built up, well, we'll we'll have that three k race. But all in all, I think that's what a sixteen miles for the week. I think I did have it. I I actually yeah. think I've done more. You there you go. 16, See, sixteen point seven. There you go. Probably that how, Shane, how many runs was that over? I wasn't counting. One, two, three, four runs. Nice. <laughs> um. So that's that. The annoying thing was I was actually also ready to to cross train. So. I was also going to get my bike out. I'd planned some hill circuits. I was going to hammer for an hour. But because of the type of knee pain I've got, I was like, I think the bike will make this worse. So, yeah, I had to just not do anything in the nice weather we had at the weekend. So I was a little bit disappointed about that. But so, never mind. As you are the most medical person on this show, I thought, <laughs> why don't I just ask ChatGBT what Shane's swollen knee is? So... It says there's a various reasons for your swollen knee, including arthritis, bursitis, tendonitis, or other conditions. Uh, swelling in the knee is often a symptom of an underlying issue, Shane. Um, so it's best for you to consult a healthcare professional to determine the cause. I then asked, will cycling make it worse? Chat GPT said, I'm not a doctor, but whether cycling will make a swollen knee worse can depend on the underlying cause. So, so wrong. gentle cycling can actually help impl- improve blood flow and reduce inflammation in the knee joint. There you go. Got your answers right. for you. Thanks, chat GTP. I'll, I'll get on it. Do you find that really hard to say? I do. I was. Yeah, I can. I see why. Anyway, what, yeah. You you mentioned loading exercises. What loading exercises are you doing for a run? So for the for the shin specific. Typically, um, like some just low-level theraband pulls. So, like, you'll I'll attach a band to like a bed post or something. Um, if it's uh, if you're going to do the mare, and you could probably use the handcuffs that Jenny's already attached to your bed, <laughs> and you can um, basically just sort of pull in against that and loading up the the shin muscle down in front of your shin to to be honest, anterior. And then you can I'll do some like tiptoe walks as well. So I'm standing on my tiptoes walking and then uh well heel walks or duck walks where you're walking on your heels with your you're pulling your toes towards your knees. So I'm doing that at the moment and it's it's going okay. I just need to sort of build the capacity of the tendon to load a bit and uh run, running does help it, but as I realise you need to get the right amount. So uh, last week, my plan was to try and build to 45 minutes running on the shin because um, 30 was fine the week before, 45 was okay, an hour was too much. So it's finding that sweet spot. It's almost like um, trying to find that Goldilocks zone of how much you do because um, tenders need load. And for the knee, well, I guess I'll do some gentle cycling and get it moving. Then I'll get in the gym and do some heavy squat. There you go. So a couple of um, races, you mentioned the 3,000. So, yeah. I have potential for this 3,000. July the 12th, 
I think it's nine weeks today, something like that. There's one I'm in Luxembourg on a Wednesday night. So that sounds like there might be too many people to watch. And I think this might be quite embarrassing. Well, no, we'll, we'll get in the sea race. We'll be fine. We've, com- <laughs> we've committed to it. So I've even started writing my plan for it. So watch out. No, so, no. Um, Malaga update, Shane. So we've sent off some more inquiries. And heard nothing back. <laughs> All right. At this point, I'm like, we need Josh Lund on the case. We need if, Josh Lund on the case. If we anyone need... needs to get into a race, Josh is the man. Agent Josh. We'll Malaga Marathon. I'm googling. He'll, he'll email his NN contact, and we'll get <laughs> full NN kit and and race hotel. But anyway, um, so so yeah, this three thousand meter race. I think we need to pencil in July twelfth. I'm 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 game. Good. So, Josh, while you look for Malaga, you can probably also talk us through your week because, again, I don't believe there's much to talk through. Yeah. So Monday, out on the spin bike. Literally just sat on my phone. Pretty boring. (laughs) Tuesday, so I managed to get an appointment with Alex O'Gorman. He's a physio. So I got up at half five, drove to Manchester because I had work and the appointment wasn't until half six. I was struggling to get there um, and I was struggling to get a train. So I went early and worked in Manchester for the day. I then had my physio appointment and drove back. So pretty, pretty long old day because by the time I got back, it was like half 12. Um, But promising. So turns out, it's not actually my Achilles tendon that's causing me the main problem. It is a little bit of, uh, I don't know what the technical word is. It's not, I was going to say telepathic. It's definitely not that. Tendon, it's basically there's a bit of tendonopathy in it, whatever the word is for that. Um, And yeah, that obviously reacts well with loading. But the main problem I'm having at the moment is, uh, I'm going to read it so I don't misquote, but I think it's like in the sheath. Uh, He said, it's a reactive paratendon with possible neural component. Um, So, yeah, basically my my, uh, piriformis is quite tight as well. Um, I don't specifically know what's what's actually causing it, but I know exactly, well, I know at least what's wrong with it at the moment. So, um, I'm I'm kind of managing it at the moment. It's quite funny because I thought it was my tendon. I was loading it and I was trying to run a little bit easier. Two of two of those things, or two of both of those things, make it worse. Um, so I've stopped loading it. I've stopped doing easy runs. And he basically said to me, he was like, "Don't run easy. If you're going to run, just run hard." Which was kind of music to my ears, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I didn't do much running last week, but um, I'll come to the runs that I did. Uh, Forward, but at least I know now what's the problem. Um, what's the what's yeah. the definition of running hard? Well, that is what Rob actually got me, uh, said to me to ask him, and hard and also short or shorter. So basically, if I do an easy run, make it quick and shorter, and then I can do sessions. So I think sessions are okay. The funny thing is, as soon as he said it, I was like, this makes perfect sense because. Since I started loading it the week before London, it got worse. 
when does, does I was it, does it make perfect sense or is it exactly what you wanted to hear? No, 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 it does. I'm it joking. Does. And, no, carry on. Sorry, carry on. After I was doing, um, like, say, do you remember when I said I was quite surprised when I came out after those four hundreds? I thought it was going to be sore, mm. and it was the best it's been. And then I jogged the day after, and it was the worst it's been. Like to me, actually, when you look back in it, it's like, well, yeah. Now it, I know it's that. It, it makes sense. So it's a bit annoying that, um, yeah. I mean, a couple of people told me it was my Achilles tendon. So, but there we are. Um, so I don't think it's actually that bad either. I think it should sort of fix itself reasonably quickly. So I didn't run uh, on Tuesday. I just didn't have, uh, well, I didn't have time and I didn't know what it was that was wrong with me. Wednesday, I did 12 miles. Um, so I did four miles, sorry, five miles, like 558s. And then I did four miles at 507s. And then I did three miles at 556s. Um so 12 miles in total, 540s, came off that pretty fine. The other thing that I've, um, well, he's told me is just running carbon shoes. And also I'm walking around in vapor flies with hill raises in. Um, so it looks ridiculous, but it is working. Because the funny thing is I now can get up in the morning and I can actually walk down the stairs. Josh's, it... Josh's slippers are a pair of vapor flies, brand new. <laughs> well, the funny thing is I actually had a brand new pair of vapor flies. So I've just got a casual pair now. I think Aaron, you actually saw them. <clears throat> so quite handy um that was wednesday um so ended at 12 miles 540s but thursday you, you did admit before the show when we were having a quick chat the 507s weren't the easiest were they oh no they weren't i have that thing where if you've been injured and then you do your first session back do you ever get like a really sore bottom of your back i feel like i'm carrying about two stone more than i should be <laughs> that's what i felt like so you've, you've gone from six stone to eight stone. Yeah, basically. So yeah, it was, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was very windy, but the first mile, or first half a mile, I was very backwind. So I thought, oh, this isn't so bad. Um, and yeah, it was pretty, pretty bad after that. But I think I probably went out a little bit quick because my first mile was like 502, 503. Um, so I wanted to try and run sort of between 505s and 510s. So that that was fine, I guess. Um, Thursday, I just did an hour on the spin bike again. I did the same on Friday. Um, I'm missing a day. You didn't do anything one day, according to Garmin Connect. Monday. Oh, I'm a day. You went to see Fizzy on Wednesday, didn't you? What was the what day? Like was holiday Monday, day? wasn't it? This sounds like a really shit version of... Um... Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't do anything on Monday, so I shift everything I just said back one day. <laughs> forward. Um, forward one day. Forward one day, yeah. No, back. Back's right. What? You said, oh, yeah, you said, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, back yeah. back's right. Um, Aaron, so, yeah. Aaron's going to cut himself out being wrong now. No, yeah, wait, definitely... wait, let's, what you just said, you went to the physio on Tuesday. He actually it should be, on... should yeah, so I I went on Wednesday. Is that what forward? I would say back. We go forward in time, surely. What's back? Shane. <laughs> Hang on, because I'm confused now. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday well, to Wednesday is going forward, surely, <laughs> in time. Yeah, I guess when you feel it like that. It's back in the week, though. 
Okay. Well, let's. let's <laughs> either, way. either way, I think we've fully confused everybody. So let's. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday, I did a couple miles with Dan Hamilton. <laughs> um, so it, I sort of did a little bit of a progression run. <clears throat> so I started at first mile six twenty five. This was the first run I ran in these hill raises, and they're bloody awful to run in. I, I feel like I'm pronating into Middle Earth. Like there's no other way to describe it. Um, so I started at 6.25s and got down to 5.08. Um, and actually that felt better than on the Thursday. Um, and I think I got mugged off a little bit because I I went into the the bushes near the park run finish and it was like 5.02s. And then I just dropped to 5.15s out of nowhere. And so I thought, yeah, I got mugged off a little bit. But yeah, that was that. So that was eight miles, 5.42s. And that's my week. Two runs. So when you went to see Alex and you said he wasn't quite sure on the cause, did he have any... Well, theory? I mean, he probably is. I might not have listened. Ah, fair. So, I don't remember him saying, to be honest. And and you said Rob also asked how fast is, is fast. Yeah. Uh, I haven't asked him, so... so I just, I'm kind of just sticking... He basically just said, don't jog. So... I would say sort of anything faster than sixes is probably all right. I mean, I guess it's it's very it's dependent on how it feels. Yeah. And you, what do you say? You're para tendon. Yeah. Shane knew what that was. Yeah, I know. But what is it, Shane? It's like the sort of outer portion. Is it the sheath? Uh. No. Yes. It's oh. it's, it's, it's like lo- the the fibers are like more loosely orientated. Basically, it's like the edge of your power. So it's um, it's like it's less robust and stable than like the middle of your tendon. But my my the middle of my tendon isn't robust at all, so <laughs> I'm doomed. Well, that's my that's my understanding of it anyway. Is, so is it, yeah, it's basically it's the it's the outside of it. Is this the Achilles or a different tendon? Yeah, I think it's the Achilles paratendon. Okay, fair enough. So. More fast running to come from Josh next week. Yeah. Um, and this new bike. Um, how confident are you that you're going to break your downhill mile per hour record? Well, I asked my dad about this, and he said I don't think the bike will help me too much down the hill, but it does have brakes, which should stop it better. So we'll yeah. see. You look a bit like Chris Froome now with that haircut. <laughs> just half the size right should we should we go to some running we can go to my week bloody hell that's been a while yeah so i kicked off my week on monday and i was planning initially to do this 5k race on the saturday on monday i was still unsure on whether i could do it so i was i was planning on on a Monday session, Wednesday progression run ahead of the Saturday race. So, so Monday I did, I went to the cricket pitch, surprise, surprise, three mile warm up, and then did eight laps, four laps, three laps, two laps, one lap, which roughly was 10 minutes, five minutes, three and a half minutes, two and a half minutes, 60 seconds kind of thing. And paces wise for the, 
for the laps, which I always do. They were pretty solid, pretty happy with how the eight laps felt around 10.05, four laps, 4.57, so under five is good. I, 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 I tried, to be honest, tried to run like, um, cut a couple of seconds a lap off each rep. Then I, so I did 76s on the first rep, 75s on the second and 73s. And then I managed what seventy ones and then sixty five to finish. So all good. Um, that sixty five, I felt like I was flying, but it was a sixty five, which isn't the fastest by a long shot that I've run around there. I actually put on the dragonflies for this because it was a bit wet. So have you have you worn them much, Aaron? I've never worn them on the track. <laughs> it is a good cricket pitch shoe. I can believe that. <laughs> How how fast do you think you could bowl in them? Oh, I reckon I could I I could bowl a good fifty mile per hour off spin. (laughs) Um. Anyway, that was bank holiday Monday, two and a half mile cool down. So I did it in the morning. I I then had Eliza for the afternoon, and I got dropped off in town. We had some food. And I had to walk. We went to the the play area in Burley, and it's about a a two mile walk from town. And I didn't take the buggy because I thought she'd walk a fair amount of it. But yeah, I ended up carrying her a long way. And this becomes apparent late in the week because I got doms from it. Also, there was lots of sheep poo on the floor, and she told every single person that we walked past, which was a lot, that it was Daddy's poo on the floor. So that was good fun. <laughs> it was funny for the first time she said it, but yeah. More accurate if it's Josh's poo. Yeah, I know. I tried to tell her that, but she wouldn't listen. <laughs> Tuesday, I didn't run because it got busy in the office and just, yeah, sacked it off, which was silly. Wednesday, I, yeah, went and did another session. But by this point, I I knew I wasn't going to race on Saturday because I found out the the quicker races, I think my race would have started about one, half one on Saturday afternoon. And I had to be at this party at like two o'clock in Stanford. So not a chance of it happening. So I left this one far too late because I wanted to get it done before picking up Eliza from nursery. So I jogged down, and it's like three and a half miles, jogged down to the cricket pitch for mine, downhill. It was very warm by Wednesday. It was lovely. Like, wasn't much wind. It was, the sun was out. I decided to do another monofartlek by the time I got, because I didn't have much time. I thought 20 minutes. I'm not, I didn't even do any drills or strides, just went straight into a mono and got a little bit further than last week. So... That- that's quite impressive considering you didn't like warm up for it. That must have felt awful. Well, I think I potentially did one stride jogging around to where I started. So I think I took my bag off, took my long sleeve off because that was very sweaty. And then I changed into vapor flies and then, then went. Um, but yeah, got a little bit for probably like 10 seconds further than last week, which is good. I then consulted. I typed into Strava because you can do that now, Mona, and I went 
back and looked at all the times I've done Mona, and I've done it quite a few times at cricket pitch. Actually, the best I've done is like just over 16 and a half laps. So a little bit of work to go. I'm at 11 and two, sorry, 15 and two thirds at the moment, but much better than last year, importantly. Um, I then jogged to the nursery. Jenny managed to get there in time. And it was so nice. There was so little wind that I actually just jogged home. So I did four and a half miles back home, 705s. So loving life on that one. Um, Thursday morning, I got out for 42 minutes at 703s. Then Thursday afternoon, met Hannah and Ruth. And we did eight and a half miles at 743s. And Josh took offence to one of these miles on this run. Now... I'm just going to go into it. At about what? Well, I saw the elevation. So don't be, don't be trying to get out of it because of that. We ran an 8.35th mile. The gap has got us at 7.12. So it's actually the quickest mile on gap, Josh. It's more because that... <laughs> that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> that hill goes from 4.6 miles to 4.9. So it's a third of a mile long. And is it, what, 209 feet? Pretty pretty big. And it's grass. Anyway, we're coming, we're coming up to it. And, and Ruth said, oh, that hill doesn't look too bad. She regretted that badly. Halfway up. Nobody's, think, walking. Nobody's walking. Looking at the gap, probably the, the worst mile was the 744, which is 25 foot downhill. Yeah. That's, anyway. Even I think that was too slow. I mean... If I'm honest, Ruth was racing on Saturday and Hannah had a massive session on Saturday. So I didn't want them going quick. And it was just an easy way for me to get some miles in. But weather, much, much better. So it's all good. Now I've gone off my week because I've gone into that. Um, Friday. Friday, I went back to the cricket pitch for the third time of the week. This time I did my warm up along the river. That was a mistake because it's absolutely terrible down there. But 2.8 miles, 7.35s. My legs felt terrible, which wasn't a surprise because I'd done two sessions already in the week and doubled the day before. And there was a thunderstorm coming. And I did think at one point, is it safe to do this? But I remembered what I said to Josh, that it was safe to run in thunderstorms. So I thought, yeah, exactly, easy to run in a thunderstorm. And I planned on doing a progression run, which I initially thought I'd start a lap at like 90 seconds a lap. I thought I started off easy and I ran an 80 second lap. And I was like, I might as well stick at this for a bit. So I stick, I stuck at 80 seconds a lap for 16, for like four miles. And then did eight laps a bit harder at 75. So like a six-ish mile progression run. So I'd say like four at, sub threshold to at threshold but pretty good i only did a 10 minute cool down because that was already like nine miles and i'd agreed to meet james so this is a i finished i started my cool down at 133 in the afternoon i was going to meet james for an evening run at, at half four so i was going for the josh lund double good so went home had a shower got out of the shower, answered about two emails, then went back out the door to run with James. 
and we did 5.37 miles at 728s. Saturday, I joined Hannah on a run on Saturday morning uh, early, and we 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 planned on doing a bit of kind of marathon pace work. So we did three miles easy, six miles marathon effort, two mile easy over some hills, then four mile at sort of marathon effort, and then we had about ten minutes before the start of park run, and my legs but so we've done a what 16 and a half miles for park run and i just felt it's probably the longest i've run in a long while and done a lot of sessions and there was a lad there who wanted to break 18 minutes and i was like no chance i'm not going to help you out on that but we got going and he i could about 800 meters in i, I said to hannah you don't need me and she's like no you go help him out so i joined him and we ran 17.47, I think. So that's, after I'd finished that, I stopped my watch by accident. So that's 19.7 miles, 6.43s. Then I did another mile and a half jog at 7.50s. So what's that? 21 and a bit miles. I, at, at the 21 mile mark, got a calf cramp. Just one. <laughs> and it went but i do think the alpha fly because i wore alpha flies i think they just because i'm such a shuffler and they do make me more sort of what's it called is it vertical oscillation is that the right term what up and down that bouncing yeah. up and down yeah. yeah 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 there's more of that going on and i think it does i think i'd probably suffer wearing them for a marathon if i raced in them I think the what, vapor, go on, um, go on your Garmin Connect. I think it shows you that, doesn't it? I'll look another. I'll look for next week because I haven't got it up at the moment, or ever. Um, so yeah, twenty-one and a bit miles Saturday morning, all done by half nine, which meant I was set up for the day and could go enjoy my coronation party, which was yeah delightful. Then. Sunday morning, we had we had a group run of Philippa, James, Ben, and Ruth, and I said that we should do about seven thirties because I was going to do ten miles with Philippa, and then they were going to add some on. Ben Heron again cannot pace a run for whatever reason. Sorry, my it doesn't show you on Strava, so I'm trying to click on really quickly onto what the week was. I think it's 83 miles, wasn't it? 83.33 miles. Yeah. I considered going out for a double on Sunday, yesterday, but couldn't bother. And, and yeah, enjoyed the sun instead. But, yeah, motivation is definitely back. I think I can get another three weeks of this in and then do a 5k race and i reckon if it's a decent 5k it could be very low 15s because ben ran 15 28 at podium on saturday and i'd be confident i could beat him by 10 seconds right now so so yeah i might start putting putting my money where my mouth is is that the right saying anyway 
83.3 miles running his back. Not bad, not bad. Um, that is that your is that your highest mileage week in within the last twelve months? Two years, I reckon. More than, no, I did um I did some ninety mile weeks, Josh, at some point. Eighty nine point five in November. Anyway, so Strava leaderboard. Where are we at last week? Jasper the Flash still tops one hundred and nineteen miles. His average pace this week is at eight fifty six. That's a long time to be out there. Good. Jasper. Good. 17 hours, 47 minutes Eight. and 50 seconds, to be precise. And his longest run is only 13.2. Madness. Did Jasper have a job? I'll ask, we'll ask him for that. Jasper, message us in. Do you have a job? We've do, got are, there any, are there any vacancies going? We've got to answer that question in a minute, so um, we'll keep that one there. Um, you know what? There are only two people over 100 this week, so... If I'd have gone out for that double, I could have got in the top 15. 19th on this week. Um, Christine Watermelon, top 89.6 for the women. Sally must be on a taper, Josh. That's Copenhagen next week, isn't it? Shane, I don't know if you've seen this, but I'm not sure if this is an annoyance for you. Have you seen what I've written down? So I've, I've seen it on the notes, yeah, but I don't know what you're talking about. So, Callum Craw messaged in and said, here's one for Shane, if he can't be bothered to look for one, which we all know he couldn't. Um, splitting a session oh, into yes. individual runs. So, this person, I think, had done five by a mile, but split every mile rep into a separate run. Oh, what yeah. Yeah, get in the bin. Yeah, no time for that. Like, I've, I'll, I'll accept warm-up. Session cooldown. That's pretty standard. I'll even accept tempo and some reps. But each individual rep like that, no. No, it's it's more more hassle than what it's worth. It just clogs your feed up, I find. It it clogs your feed up. It's it's like even even from an individual perspective, trying to like, you know, sort of analyse our own sessions. It's much harder to do that because it all gets all messy and yeah. And then and then you've got when it's like you got your weekly stats, it's like how many runs did you do? And it's like, yeah, twenty four. Like, well, you didn't. Um yeah. So no, I'm I'm not a fan of that. I it's annoying. Back when I used to scroll Strava a lot more. Um what what are your thoughts on on strides being a separate run? Um, for purposes of Strava, like a bit pointless and it is a bit irritating. However, um, let's say somebody actually does have like a Garmin and they have the, the chest strap that does look at stuff like vertical oscillation and stride length. Sometimes maybe they do use it for a like an, an analysis purpose, but typically, I mean, whenever I do strides, I'm my watch isn't really going. If it is, it's going for a reason. But yeah, I don't think it's like should be counting your weekly mileage and stuff like that. No, Fair enough. Right, 
list of questions. I suppose that was a list of questions of some sorts. Now, running with Jasper, he said, any tips on how to not lose toenails? So, Aaron, we have a mutual friend. Have you seen the pictures? No. From a long-time listener, Ed Bosworth. No, I've not, actually. Oh, you... He's 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 finally lost his toenail. Okay. And the um I think the main conclusion and the answer to Jasper's questions is no, there are no tips. They're going. Once that bad boy goes black, it ain't going back. Now, I thought you were just gonna throw me under a bus, like both of you two have seen the state of my feet. Oh, um, your feet are disgusting. They they have been since you've been like eighteen. Yeah, well, it, it was actually after that because I first lost my big toenail when I ran into a post the week before I flew to Australia on a run with Tom Straw and Bowser because a little dog was behind me yapping. I turned around to look at it and them two were in front of me. They split to go around this post that's on a cycle path. And I ran straight into it and it's never recovered. So... I'm not your best person to ask for tips about how to not lose toenails because I was looking at this yesterday. I have one functioning toenail. One. That's, that's my, little, my little one on my right foot. It's the only one that, <laughs> that is not black or disformed or just not there. I think the, the, the main tip on how to not lose them is probably don't, don't run as far as you do, Jasper. So, yeah, Jasper... I don't think we've got any tips. I think it's unavoidable for us mileage people. If any listeners have any tips, I was actually looking this week. I got, you know, those Facebook ads that obviously listen to all your conversations and know what you need. They were trying yeah. to persuade me to buy this cream for toenails to sort them out. And I was very close to purchasing it, but I don't know if it will fix my issues. I'm going on holiday in two weeks and I'm not allowed to get my feet out. That's the problem. You're going to have to paint your toenails. Eliza would be keen to do that, to be fair. Right, next question. Well, it's use now. Um, ben, ben DiSalvo said, what is the reason some people train better than they race? Shane, any thoughts? They train wrong. Um, yes, like so, so many things. Uh, I honestly think I would probably put myself in this category and sometimes it's been luck as well like where we live if you're in great shape and you turn up to a race and it's um <laughs> windy it's not going to look as good so like there's a big component which i think is also psychological so i've i've been um my ailment has been my stitch obviously for a lot of my recent races but I think I can honestly say once I resolve this, I'm not going to have the confidence just to go back and nail 10Ks. So I would not be surprised if I, when I'm like trying to build back, I am racing better than, sorry, I'm training better than racing. Um, so I, I think the biggest thing is usually a disparity in training and ability. Now, I don't mean that as in people train too hard all the time. I think it's it's either people maybe do train too hard so by the time they get to race they can't step up that next gear or and or um people don't get confidence 
they need and therefore they sort of get their race decisions and the race tactics wrong but i mean there's there's, a, there's loads of things you, you you're talking with like what are people's mental skill capacity what yeah what's their mental skill set like um you know are they turning up to a race tired because they've been kept up by their kids or they've got more stresses some people get anxious building into a race that is that going to take an energy away loads and loads and loads of things in my opinion Anything to add, Josh, or has he covered it all as usual? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't really have much to add to that. I think I'm pretty good at training, not so good at racing, so I definitely fit in that category. Yeah. it's it, As you said, Shane, it is very hard. There's loads of things. I think the most common one I see is people, unless, is it unnecessary? I suppose it is. Unnecessarily getting, getting nervous before race. Um, like, really... The race should be the fun part. If you've done all the training, you should just be able to enjoy it. But people put a lot of pressure on themselves when, in reality, nobody actually cares apart from yourself. So it's it's only self-inflicted um, yeah. pressure. And I like to remind people of that. Like, you know, when you if you run a marathon and you run, you run well or you run badly, and you go home at night. At night, hopefully, your wife or your partner or your husband, your cat, your dog, they're still going to like you. So they're not going to care about the time you run. And then I think they're not enough taper or not tapering properly for a race. Again, as runners, we feel like we need to almost do like almost full training sometimes before an A race when, you know, I've spoken to a, a lot of good runners before like 5,000 meter races or 10,000 meter and they've barely done anything for three days they're not they don't care that their mileage for the week is going to be 30 miles they're just caring about the the end result where some people just like their Strava graph to be like 60s across the board or whatever it may be so um so yeah just just really focusing on trying to be fresh for the race is probably all I'd say as well (laughs) I think you touched upon that enjoyment component is I think one of the main things we have to, we have to enjoy something about it. Now it might actually be, you enjoy the fact that you've got the prospect of a PB or good performance or winning a race or beating the, you you know, your partner or your training partners or whatever. Um, But I think often actually you can reverse that question. It's kind of, what do you want from a race? So, I would say, yeah, my physiological capability in training has certainly been way better than my races this last year or so. And I use the excuse of I've got I get my stitch, but the reality is, if the stitch is stopping me from running, if I think I'm in twenty nine forty five shape for ten k, and my stitch is making me run thirty one minutes, well, if I want to define my running ability based on my performances, races is where that happens. So I am therefore a 31 minute runner. So working on the things that mean I train better than I race, that that's how I'm going to race better and become better. So I think it's kind of like there is a huge emphasis on the training we do, as Aaron says, how it looks on Strava. And we forget that actually, why do we do that in the first place? If the answer is to race well, then you need to work backwards from your race and break down those components and see if you can close the gap. Uh, and I think, I think also try loads of different things. Um, 
I, I, w- I could always race a 5K better than I could train. I could always train for 15 better than I could race. And I'd certainly train for 10K way better than I could race. Uh, I race a half better than I trained for half. Like, I don't know. It's just I'm different across different um, disciplines. So yeah. try mixing things up a little bit. And in terms of training, like I quickly was looking at 2015 earlier today. So when I last did a, a build-up post-marathon where I wasn't overly fit and I managed to run a decent 5K time in like June. And I was looking at all the sessions I did building up to that. And it was in the very early days of Strava. So there wasn't a lot of people on Strava. It was more like just my own training diary. And I, I thought I didn't get sucked into this trying to run hard on Strava. But I look at those sessions back then and the paces on them were so, well, what I would deem now as slow. But I just wasn't bothered. Like I looked at one session, I did 10 minute tempo, five by three minutes, 10 minute tempo. The 10 minute tempos were like 5.45 pace. And I obviously wasn't fussed by it. I just sort of, kicked it off and moved on to the next one whereas yeah even i get caught up in oh i need to hit x sort of time when it's irrelevant you should just be running to effort but there you go i think we've answered that one enough um i'll just move on to this last quick question so matt tune asked a valid question because i don't think we go into this a lot he asks what do we all do for jobs josh what is your job So my role is uh, finance. Uh, and I, oh my god, you're gonna have to <laughs> you're gonna have to cut that because I got it fucked up. Financial planning and analysis manager, and I work the gym group. It's a bit of free uh, marketing there. I've I've got a question, Josh. So, how do you think your sort of job fits in and around your your running? Like, do you think it's helpful? Do you think it makes things harder or? Yeah, no, I think it's it's pretty good to be honest. The only downside is I sit at my desk a lot, um, but other than that, it doesn't really. I don't think it's detrimental. Cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Shane, what are you up to these days? <sighs> Where do I start? Um, I'm on the doll, and no, not really. I um, yeah, so I'm self-employed. I feel like I'm at a um. Like a AA well, meeting. Yeah, an AA meeting. So I'm I'm Shane and I have a problem. I yeah, so I, I I'm trying to build my own business, um, active edge sports therapy coaching. So I do online coaching and about to do some uh, group coaching and some one to one stuff. I'm also a sports massage therapist and uh, I'm a level four, so it means we can sort of implement sports massage therapy to treat post-acute soft tissue dysfunction um so yeah manual therapist and coach i'm also actually doing an mba so a master's in business administration so i have that side now where i do quite a lot of desk work so um i'm quite lucky because i can kind of within reason do what i want but i also obviously have to earn some money so I can do nothing and train like a full-time athlete, but I will be skinned and will need to sign on to the doll. So, uh, but what I've noticed this last, certainly, well, since uh, since the pandemic, my stress levels are having a much higher impact on my body's ability to recover and adapt to training. 
So it's interesting getting that balance. Okay. Aaron, who was it who asked this question? Um, was it? Just, I, I was just wondering if it was just Shane on a fake account trying to get some free promo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Matt Tune. Um, thanks, Matt. By the way, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't Sean Robson. Um, <laughs> Aaron, what do you do? I am these days head of digital and data for a charity. Um, I we look while well, I work in the e-commerce the shop for the charity so sell products but yeah i just look after websites and marketing stuff but i would say um and i've done the same role now well for a good few years and since covid it's with like teams meetings i find it harder to run these days when i was in the office I could do lunchtime runs, lunchtime sessions. And I think because, because like your colleagues know where you are, you're out for a run, they're not going to call you. Whereas now with like teams and things, you just get calls and you, there's no like, there's not, almost you're not no just say I'm going for a run. Yeah. But nobody knows how long you're running for, do they? Mm. I, I actually prefer it the other way. I'd rather be out than in the office. No, I, I like being at home to be able to run. But what I'm saying is there's no like set, massively set work hours anymore. It's all yeah, no, Anyway, into the news. Istanbul half. I haven't actually got any notes for Istanbul half. I actually don't know who won. Other than I saw it on Instagram earlier and thought it was funny that like, so they've got these banners. I don't know what point in the race this was. They've got these banners over the road like the, the big inflatable sort of archways. And I think one of the first cars, like it's quite windy. So it's like blowing down a little bit. And then one of the cars catches it and obviously starts to pop it. And then when the runners come through, it's almost at their like waist level. So they all just run into it. And then, yeah, a few of them get caught. Josh, you also saw it. You might know more more about yeah, it yeah well when when you sent me sent it it was like that was a week old that we've been playing that um the the funny thing is as well you know the first two guys still broke 60 minutes i i didn't because as i said i have yeah. no knowledge of what happened in this race other than what i saw and mark's mark scott was running i believe he ran 63 62 minutes um, he but yeah, I, in the banner he uh I don't know if he did actually. I reckon it probably was clear by the time we got there. I've not actually seen any like reports on it other than that Instagram reel. So anyway, should we move on then? If you <laughs> yeah. Um, Diamond League kicked off in Doha on Friday. There was a couple of distance races. I thought we'd just quickly cover um, the indoor expert of three k. Lamecha Germa is he Lamecha? That's his first name. Um, anyway, Germa showed he was also the master of outdoors. He took the win in was it seven twenty six? I think the interesting thing about this race was there was a few yeah quick people in the field. Um, Al Bacali, the steeplechase um, Olympic champ, and the Olympic ten thousand meter champ Barrega. Uh, Aragawi was in it. Um, 
Tim Stu McSween. Tim Tim Chariot. He was always yeah, Stu McSween. So yeah, pretty packed. And what it meant was it was a quick race from the gun. Like there was no I think their last lap was only if I say only, but only a fifty seven point three. But most of their other laps were like fifty eights, fifty nines, like like just hard from the word go. So so yeah, there was fast times across the board and I think it was the first time that three men broke 728 um, in the same race since Doha 2011 so yeah 12 years um, it's usually pretty pretty windy in Doha so maybe it was still a night um, but yeah Borrega was second in 727 Aragari 727.6 third <laughs> Then in the women's, there was a women's um, 1500 on and Kip Yagon showed her class. She's only been beaten by Hassan, who's probably still capable of knocking out a, a 1500 after a marathon, but she wasn't in Doha. So she she showed her class. She took the win in 3.58, I think it was. Um she was followed by the young Ethiopian Daribi Watel Well to G, I think it is. You're doing good, mate. Keep plugging away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in three fifty nine and Halu in third in four minutes. Uh yeah, Jess Hull and Abby Coldway, the Aussies were just behind them in fourth and fifth. So yeah, solid solid times. In the op- openers in Doha, there was also a steeplechase on, but I know nothing about steeplechase other than Josh used to get injured all the time doing it, but still like it. So let's move back closer to home to Podium 5K, which is held at Leicester's new college cycle track. It's almost an identical course to the Podium 5K in Barrowford. It was pretty... W- damp conditions although i've heard the wind wasn't too bad just a bit soggy men's men's race was taken by omar ahmed who took the win in 1357 we'll mention him in a sec because he features on sunday in some results too uh kadar omar was second who was also running the following day and then fergal Purton. is that yeah irish lad lives in Cardiff. Josh's card boy. They were second and third in 1403 and 1404. I've got a message in the notes here saying, can we mention James McRae? We can do. What do you want to mention? So, did you see the race he did on Monday? Yeah. he, he Didn't he forget to enter or something? So he was in like an ungraded race. Oh, yeah. I, I, thought, like so. I thought you meant from the, because he, he ran in this podium race. He ran 14, 40, Something pretty solid, wrong, but yes, so, in, on Monday there's a bank holiday open race. Was it Kettering down the road from us because he lives yeah. near Stamford? Go on, Shane. So basically, whether he entered wrong or there was an admin error, or it was enter at all. it was an ad. So basically, you go to enter and they've got a system, and his PB wouldn't populate in the system, so he had no time. So yeah, so basically he got put in the slowest race 
And second place, I did just have this up. I think the oldest, the next oldest person in the field was about 11 years old. Um, yeah. And I think basically James ran 155. And I think he nearly lapped a young yeah, man. Yeah, I've seen the photo. He was about 10 metres from lapping someone. In an <laughs> is that or is that not local British athletics in a nutshell? Yeah, yeah I did enjoy that one. Fantastic. Um, let's go back to podium 5k. I, did, I don't, didn't mention the women's. So women's, again, we mentioned a lot of these names of late. Abby Donnelly took the win a sizable win by 20 seconds in 15.25 for a PB. If anyone can find out where that is on the all-time list, because I believe it's fairly high up. Eighth, if I can count Shane's fingers. It looks as though joint eighth at the moment is Charlotte Arter and Joe Pavey in 15.26. Okay, so she's gone potentially eighth on the all-time list. Now, I'm led to believe that Sam Harrison was down at the course and before the race she did her own session and she ran 15-15 solo before a session but unconfirmed whether she did the exact course but I believe she did so that's pretty mental a couple of weeks after London Um, and then second was Georgie Grech in 15-45 and third Hannah Irwin in 15-59 over in the US on Saturday night, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, Saturday night was the on track night. That is it. Was it at Stanford? Yeah. It was at Stanford. Yeah. So I think so. Pretty competitive. I'm just going to try and actually get the, the actual results up on my screen because we had some Brits running, but. It would probably be wise to mention. I, I know. I know. I was going to say whilst you do that, Johnny Davis was uh, got that. 13, 16. I'll come into that. Don't ruin oh, it. Sorry, I thought okay. you were confirmed. So in the A race, it was actually won by Cooper Tier, the Knight Barrowman athlete in thirteen twelve. Um, top three separated by a second. Down in seventh was the first Brit which was Johnny Davies running 13-16, which is a big PB from Johnny. What bit a run. A, bit of a surprise based on his other runs this year. So, good, yeah, looking good for, for the summer for Johnny. That's a, a massive run. Uh, Josh Kerr was a bit further back in 13-36. There was a B race on, which Jack Rowe ran a, a big PB also of 13-20. I don't know where, where he finished in that race. Um oh, second. And then Henry McClucky ran 13.36 um, for a PB2. Um, in the women's, there was some more Brits running, but uh, Josette Andrews took the win in 14.43 from On Athletics Club. Um, down in sixth was Melissa Courtney Bryant, 15.02. And... Probably 11th, maybe 12th, was Jess Warner Judd in 15 13, which I know she, 11th she was pretty disappointed about as a season opener. But um, yeah, some solid times over there. I did also see there was a 10k and Tommy George ran 2806, which I thought was a, a big PB, but it turns out 
couple of months or a month ago, he ran like 28, 20 maybe. So, who's that? Thomas sure. George of Birchfield. Not had him before. Yeah, so fast times still in um, in America. So, as we mentioned a minute ago, um, a couple of the lads who were in action in Leicester on Saturday were also in action on, on Sunday in their hometown of Birmingham. We'll start with the 10K, where Chris Thompson took the win in 29-27 to beat Kadar Omar in 29-34. So, two runners-up for Kadar in the weekend, and Dean Williamson in 30-47. I, I saw Chris say that he hadn't really done much since London, but he says the shoes definitely help you recover these days to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, decent run from Chris Thompson. He's not showing any signs of slowing down yet. Uh, in the women's, Rachel Gifford took the win in 36-30. Nine seconds ahead of Rowanna Vickers. And then Emily Smith was in third. As I said, there was also a half on the same day. And... The winner in this one was also the winner of the 5K the day before. So Omar Ahmed took the win in 65-23. I did find this quite... I don't know what you two think, but he was two two and a half minutes ahead of Jack Shiler in 67.50. And 65-23 for Omar isn't a PB. It's not really anything close to his PB. You think the day after running hard for 5k, you just take the win, don't you? Uh, I think it depends how comfortable you're running. If that feels really easy, it I guess it's just a tempo, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I suppose. Well, but I'm trying to think what that course is not not the quickest. It's not that quick, quickest, yeah. Is it? So we maybe just did run it pretty hard. Hard, yeah. Fair enough. Um, Jack Shire, 67.50. Edward Diamond, 69.28 with the top three. On the women's, Hayley Crubbers took the win in 81.11. Lisa Thomas in second and Natasha Malin in third. I think that's all of the results from the weekend as far as I could could see. Um, nice that a bit of track is coming back. i say the weather's starting to turn over in the UK. So, so yeah. Looking forward to some summer racing. Summer solstice all entered up, Shane. Yep. I entered. And then a few days later, my knee went. So, <laughs> good. Strong. Looking strong. We, um, we've had some interest for our Collingham runs. So, we should give that another shout out. And Shane might, if you get it organised properly, then we can give an announcement of what's happening. Yeah. It's um, it's it's we're sorted. We can start on the eighteenth of May. Eighteenth of May. What is that Thursday? So that's gonna be a Thursday, and it's gonna be Thursday evenings and sort of a sort of seven o'clock start of the session around the cricket pitch because that's what we like on inside jogging, eh? It's a good cricket pitch. And um, yes, if any listeners are interested, who are local to the Collingham area. Give Where's Collingham? It's near uh, Newark. Yeah, on the A1. But um, when it comes to a few months down the line, we'll be starting some marathon sessions from there too, potentially on another date. So we'll get those organised. There is a few people interested. Yeah. Uh, any, any other races coming up? 
Copenhagen marathon next weekend. Yeah, um, I think it's probably that, and that's probably the last one of the marathon season, I guess. Then it's uh, gonna be road races, 5k's track. There's um, yeah, the, what is Edinburgh marathon? That's in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. there, there is there is that Leeds marathon. Um, is it this weekend or next weekend? It's this weekend, isn't it? Coming, but it's not a it's not a fast one or anything like that. No, a couple of weeks away. Night of ten thousand is on the twentieth of May. We'll try and get a preview of that one ahead of it. So, yeah, a lot of people probably gearing up to that one. Um, and we'll see if we can get Pochi on the show to talk us through what he's got planned this year. Um, so, what's happening in your life next week, Shane? Um, I'm back at uni. I'm going to learn how to to do finance. So, I'll I'll get some um, revision from Josh. Shall I? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I'll probably I'll I'll try and do some running. And if my knee settles, I'll. I'll do some cycling, um, and yeah, I'll probably I think I'll be down at Portland on Saturday volunteering, um, and and actually to be fair, I'll just one quick shout out to because he does listen, uh, one of our volunteers, Portland Dan, he well he's actually our top volunteer. I crunched some numbers, he's got a pretty hefty uh operation that he's going in for tomorrow, so um we'll be sort of wishing him luck, and we're gonna miss him for about. For a long time, which means I'm going to have to probably start doing some more work apart when we don't like that. But it's what it is. Surely he doesn't need any time off. Just get him in a wheelchair, wheel him out. He can well, do something. I won't go into the details. That's a really good idea, Aaron. Ah, nice. I won't go into the details, but he's, he's, he's not yeah. going to be able to sit for a while. Fair enough. Okay, I'll let him off. He's just standing, can't he? But anyway, I might be, I might be down there, Shane. Oh, I'll come pay you a visit. Get in. Um, doing it. Yeah, potentially. You're going to take the course record. No, no, no <laughs> chance. Um, so if you can get the weather to be sorted out for the day for me, that'd be nice. No problem. I'll also be timekeeper if you want, and I can um, give me a tenner and I'll pound pound a second. Josh, anything planned? Uh, I want to go on my bike. That's what I want to do. Um, I'm in the office. What else am I doing? I I've got an exam coming up, which is really really boring on tax. So I'm I've been studying. That's, that's what I spent my bank holiday doing actually, studying tax computations. Sounds pretty painful. Lovely. Yeah. Well, I'm off tomorrow as well, so hopefully can get this podcast out. It's just started chucking it down here like it was in Cardiff a couple of hours ago. So not looking like we have some good weather for the rest of the week. And I'm going on holiday in just under two weeks now. So Where to? Menorca. Very nice. So I need to get some plant need to get some bits done for that. And I'm missing I just that's why I just looked at night for ten thousand meters is the day I go away. So I won't be down at that one this year. Um but yeah. Just trying to get back into some some running now. I'm enjoying it. I, do, I actually felt this week that starts, you know, it's the nicest feeling when you start to feel like you've turned a corner in terms of fitness and runs just start becoming 
a bit easier again. So I feel like I've nearly turning a corner. And I quite like doing these short sessions. They feel you feel like a almost like a real athlete again. Do you not agree, Shane? Yeah, I do agree. You know, those short uh, after you've done those short like track sessions, that lactic feeling. I don't know, you just feel like you feel fast and it is, it's the feeling of the feeling of moving fast. Yeah. It's nice. Just that marathon work, as much as I like it, it just doesn't it's just a more of a I don't know, just more of a, a grind is in it and you sort of hit this same sort of pace all the time. Whereas yeah, that fast stuff, yeah, it just makes me feel like I'm I'm getting somewhere. So Few more of those sessions. I, hate it. I know, but I think you need it, Josh. I know I do. You get to the cricket pitch and I'll teach you a few thing or two. Yeah, right. Not, no time soon. That's it, boys. We'll catch up again next week. Have a good one. Whatever you're up to. Yeah, sounds good. See you later, guys. Bye.